Welcome to Jets Rewind. I'm Marty Shupak in Valley Cottage, New York. I'm joined by Ray Clifford in Marysville, Ohio, and Ralph Sharega somewhere up in New England. We're not sure if we're a couple of days past the um, the draft. A few things happened today. I just want to give a quick hello. Ray, how you doing out there in Ohio? Wonderful. Just getting ready for winter. Uh, it's like 40 degrees here today. They, oh, I guess we're going to get that. Huh? You're sending it our way. <laughs> yeah, we can't. Right. I can't hog it all. You guys, oh, Ray, it's nice of you to give us things. <laughs> yeah, how you doing, Ralph? I'm doing great, <clears throat> actually. I'm very happy, <clears throat> and uh, we'll get into the reason why in a minute because it has to do with the Jets. Sure. I just want to read some breaking news, but um, you know, it's funny, Ralph. Ray, uh, Ray mentioned the weather. I talk to Ray like almost every day. The first question I ask him is, what's the weather like? Because I know I get it 24 hours later. It was worn my way. You know, I'm glad, I'm glad my girlfriend doesn't listen to this broadcast because I don't talk to her every day. And she's going to be very annoyed that you talk to Ray every day. <laughs> every day. All right. Breaking news. We're recording this on Tuesday, May 2nd, 4.35 at 3.40. Came across the New York Jets declined the fifth-year option for offensive tackle Mackay Becton. A long-anticipated move, and uh, he would have been guaranteed a salary of thirteen point five million two thousand twenty-four. But there's a lot of things involved. I just want your reaction. But before we do that, Ralph, do you have a trivia question? Yeah, I do have a trivia question. <clears throat> the year that Aaron Rodgers was drafted, two thousand and five. Thank goodness the Jets did not have an opportunity to pick him because they traded their first-round pick in a really s- stupid trade, which. Uh, I think it was for some tight end and Greg Jolly. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, Raiders. Oh, <laughs> <What the hell? laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, they had two second round picks. Do you know? Can you name the second round picks that year? I think it was Doug Jolly, but. Doug he, Jolly. Yeah, was, Doug Jolly. He, was, he wasn't very jolly, though. I wasn't jolly after that. Oh, my God. What a lame trade that was. <laughs> Who was their GM then? <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, whoever it was, I, I don't know. I'm not allowed to look the Jets rewind uh, draft history, right? Which I won't do. That's okay. I'll think about it. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Quickly, Ray, any surprise and what's your reaction to the um, uh, the Jets not picking up the option? And keep in mind also, it broke last night that the Jets signed Billy Turner. Um, on the offensive line who played for Hackett back in, in Denver for a season in Green Bay. But give me a reaction to Mekhi Becton. Um, well, I, no, no shock at all there. I mean, what, I mean, that would almost rank up there with the Doug Jolly trade if they signed him to that uh, extension. <laughs> now, you know, you can always say, yeah, now he's going to have a career year and be like, uh, like all world kind we'll of. We'll like, take it. We'll I take know. it. <laughs> I know. If he's going to do it, do it now. Right. But uh, I, yeah. you know, one, one game, one game in the last 34 that he's played in. I mean, how can you, how can you put 13 million towards that? that you know, but so no, no shock. And, you know, if that lights a fire under him, great. But, uh, and, uh, the, tra- the the signing of uh, uh, Turner was really good. Depth, guy who can play guard or tackle, played in this system. So that that made total sense. That was a great move. Yep. And, uh, Ralph, give me your reaction to the um... – Well, of course, we knew that was going to happen. I, I feel like this is going to be uh, Makai Becton's Buster Douglas moment. 
when Buster yeah. Douglas trained only the only time he ever trained in his life was for that Tyson fight. He was, and I think this is going to be his year with Kai Becton. And if some foolish team offers him a contract after that, good luck to them. If I was the Jets, if he had an, a pro bowl season, I don't know, maybe they could franchise him one year at a time with that guy. No more than that. Well, um, I, I want to chirp in and, I, and I'm on record and, you know, I, I like to pat myself on the back because I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm wrong a lot more times than I'm right. You guys are right a lot more times than you're wrong, but I never liked the pick going back. when well, I Because you thought that his father was the player. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> so did I. I think we would have been better off with his father. I immediately texted Marty going, what did we just draft? <laughs> yeah, his father couldn't get off the couch. And listen, I don't want um, this to be a, a uh, get on a, a Bakai Becton show for before we get to the draft. I didn't want the pick. I wanted Tristan Wirfs. Even when he was playing at his best the first year, I kept saying, boy, that guy goes into the uh, tent. Pretty often, if you remember. And I was, you know why he likes to visit John Abraham? Well, I that was about had, one of you guys who was always was, in the tent. I thought, they, I thought they had a buffet in there or something. I wasn't sure. <laughs> so, and, and I think, Ray, Ralph asked a question on the last show that if he has like a, a Pro Bowl year or Pro year, do you try to resign him? And I said, no. And I think you did too. I just, you just, if he could, if he could franchise him, I'd do that if he does that for one year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah, I might do something like that or I might try and work out, but you can't just, if, if he's, if he does, you know, he's going to think he's going to get top dollar and you just can't do that based on his history. Right, right. And Quickly to go back just a sec, you know where, uh, you know where uh, Buster Douglas is from? Uh, Marysville? Close. Columbus. Columbus. Is, Columbus? is he? Yeah. <laughs> did I, did, Ray, did I even tell you and Ralph the story about the that Buster Douglas fight? What? We had a gal at our family business, uh, Simona. You know, she lived on 120th Street in Lex, Lenox Avenue in Harlem. Really nice girl. And after uh, New Year's Eve weekend, I asked, I said, what do you do over the weekend? She says, I had a party. She goes, Marty, you're not going to believe what happened. Who showed up? I go, who? She said, Mike Tyson. I said, Mike Tyson? <laughs> I said, how was it? He said, I don't want to get into the graphic stuff, but he was touching a lot of the females. But she said, Marty, <laughs> he sat in the kitchen, ate 22 pieces of chicken breast. Not which <laughs> breast. I said, Simone, <laughs> he's got a fight in like six said, So you sure? Oh, oh, Marty, if you, and, you're... You put money down on that. Right, Ralph and Ray, Ralph and I have been known to take big odds. And Ralph, I was trying to look for a place to bet, and I wasn't surprised. It was I couldn't believe it. It was like she was telling me inside information. But anyway, <laughs> let's get into the Jets. They just had the draft. Ralph, first question I got for you is, you're going to have to talk your friend Ray Clifford and your friend Marty Schupat oh. off the plank. Because well, I am upset, so is Ray, that we flip picks and that Bill Belichick screws us for the hundredth time. <laughs> Tell me why we should be happy with Will McDonald, the edge pass rush of Iowa State. Well, my prediction is in a year you're going to be sending Bill Belichick a thank you card for this. Um, first of all, 
I mean, Joe Douglas can't be psychic. He, you know, that whole scenario, the way it plays out, who who knew it was going to turn out like that? I mean, I know you saw that New England pick and you said, oh, there's something. But, uh, you know, I, now I hear rumors that Joe Douglas claims he wasn't even going to draft uh, Broderick Jones, uh, Roderick no. Jones, if, which I don't know if I believe. I don't know who's saying that, but it doesn't really matter. We were all surprised. I'm not going to lie to you and say I wasn't. Who the hell is uh, Will Mc Will McDonough? I was going to say Will McDonald. You know, I I didn't pay any attention to edge rushers because edge was probably one of their deepest uh, positions. <clears throat> but I learned my lesson from when the Jets drafted Sheldon Richardson, and I got pissed off about that because they had just drafted Mo Wilkerson the year before, and it was like, what the heck are we doing? Doubling down again. This guy and Wilkerson's a stud. Then I went online, I looked at film of him, not even highlights, and I was freaking out how good he was. And he was, he was really good. Was. And it's like you can't you can't have too many good players. Uh I did the same thing with McDonald. I did a deep dive. I must have watched five or six film breakdowns by guys who know football, and every one of them gushed over him. Nobody was having any negatives about him. And you could just see the guy is a really talented guy. We just, he just wasn't on our radar. And now I hear people saying, well, but he's only going to play 20% of the snaps because Jermaine Johnson played that. Well, they're two different players. Jermaine Johnson, Salah made it clear at the beginning of the year last year in, in training camp, he wasn't ready yet. He had a lot he had to work on. Now, that doesn't mean that McDonald doesn't, but it doesn't mean he's the same as Jermaine Johnson. And well, let me just interrupt yeah. for a second. I wanted to get into, because you did a lot of film watching, tell the audience of Jets Rewind and uh, Ray and Marty exactly what their coach Campbell did and the mistake you think and I think and Ray thinks he made at Iowa State. Well, I don't call it a mistake because I've read – a lot of Iowa State people explaining what happens is, and I, you know, he he played him up uh, right in front of the uh, uh, the guards and the tackles inside where he should have been outside in space, where he had been, <clears throat> and the reason is one of these Iowa State fans says, you know, we're not Georgia and Alabama. We don't we don't go three deep. We're very thin. And all our guys graduated on the line. And I think he said Campbell felt that our best chance of dealing with this was putting our best player there, even though he doesn't belong there. So I'm not going to blame Campbell because Campbell's got to do what's best for Ohio's Iowa State, not necessarily for McDonald. Um, and I don't think it's a bad thing because he learned how to take on guards, you know, head on. And I think he's probably got a little better against the run because of that. Uh, and had he been out in space like he was the two years before, he probably would have had 15 sacks, 12 or 15 sacks. He probably would have been a top 10 pick. So we wouldn't have gotten him. Do, do you see him playing uh, 20, 30 percent of the snaps on defense? I mean, is I mean, I know we didn't we haven't even suited up for a preseason yeah. right now. Well, I mean, in Salas, Salas, you know, philosophy is that nobody plays a lot on defense. They rotate. He doesn't want anyone playing more than 35 to 40 snaps on the line on defense. And usually there's, what, 65, 70 plays. Uh, Quinn and Williams is the only guy who's going to hit 40. And certainly him as a rookie probably won't. But that that's goes for everyone, even Carl Lawson and JFM. So I don't think it's a big deal because that's just the way it works. 
the question is he's is he's going to be out there on third and you know passing situations when you know when the rubber meets the road that's where you want him uh i think he will be uh you know a prediction here i'm going to tell you right now after watching a ton of film on him um you're going to start hearing after like two or three weeks in training camp that he's nobody can block the guy. Uh, I think I think he's going to be terrific, and I also give Joe Douglas kudos for not resist for resisting the temptation to reach for a need, which would have probably been Anton Harrison, which is what I hear all these people. Why don't we just draft Anton Harrison, who I wasn't crazy about, and actually I've seen film of. Uh, of, of McDonald going up against Anton Harrison and spinning him around like a top when he strip sacked his quarterback of the end zone, Anton Harrison, give him credit. He picked up the ball and ran it out to the three. But uh, <laughs> I also saw one-on-ones in the senior bowl. I don't know if you guys have seen that him going up against uh, Darnell Wright, who I was, did. who was stopping everyone. And he just, he just, you know, went around him like he was standing still a couple of times. So that's two guys who are going to be starting in the NFL. Right. So, I mean, I know, I don't know, Ray, who you would have, who you, who do you think you would have picked if uh, at that well, point, it was really tricky. Let well, me just, let me just say this. I want to give Ray Clifford a lot of credit because on the year, he even said he didn't like going back two spaces, uh, uh, you know, with, um, the Packers. He didn't want that part of the deal. So, Ray, I want to give you credit. With that said, Ray, do you have a name that you would have liked, or now do you feel a little bit better about uh, Will McDonald, the edge pass rusher from Iowa State? Well, actually, <clears throat> Marty, we we had spoken, we've spoken several times since the draft, but and I said then, and I'll say it now, it's not who we picked that bothered me. It was just the moving back thing. I wanted a tackle. I wanted one of the top ones. Now, once we moved back, I knew something would happen anywhere along the line. I knew as soon as Arizona traded up and took Paris Johnson when they did that we were going to be losing out on one of the uh, losing out at some point on one of the tackles. It just they're, they're just, the math was just there that it wasn't going to. As far as who we took at seventeen, I didn't have a real problem with that because. I didn't want him, like Ralph had said, I didn't want to reach for it, just any tackle. I wanted one of those top guys. And when they were all gone, it, it wasn't about McDonald. It was about the trading back. And I think what still has me irritated, and it's not with the Jets, it's with the Packers, is they went up two spots to take a guy that would have been there probably in the second round. That's really what kills me is they, they drafted a guy they could have sat you know, if they needed that first pick, I, I thought they were going to take a tackle. Who they pick? Up two spots to take a guy who, who was it? Van Ness out of Iowa. Oh, the line, yeah, the line. Who uh, everybody had him graded more as a, everybody said that was that was a little high pick. That doesn't mean they're wrong about him because a lot of guys get taken earlier because a team likes him and they take him. But, but he would have been there at seven or at fifteen. But, but Ray, you can't you can't go by that either because he's got to show the fans. <laughs> And everything else, he's working for them, and that he's got to get the best uh, compensation possible. I know what you say, Ralph. Check your camera, by the way, Ralph. So I, I know what you say, but I can't. I, I, I think Ray, you'll agree with me though. If if Will McDonald was the best athlete on the board, then 
then you'd be happy with it, wouldn't you? If we were picking at 15 and that's originally, and that's who we ended up with, I would have had no problem with it. I would have questioned, not been mad about it. I would have said they must see something that others don't because nobody took who was it that went a few picks, not a few, a little later. Was that uh, Nolan Smith? Nolan Smith went yeah, a little Nolan's, later. Yeah. And, they, and a lot of things had him rated higher. But like you say, he went, you know, Will McDonald as an edge guy is a lot different than Will McDonald on the inside. Right. So, you know, that might have hurt his draft stock a little. You know, yeah, it, it probably did. You know, funny thing, one of the uh, mm-hmm. film breakdowns I saw is these two guys doing a comparison for about a half hour, Nolan Smith and Will McDonald. And uh, mm-hmm. they were both like, <laughs> you know, agreed that Will McDonald was a better edge uh, prospect than Nolan yeah. Smith. They, they actually thought that. Nolan Smith would, would work better as a 4-3 linebacker probably. Really? Uh, right. Yeah. So, and again, just to go quickly, we're going to get into this. It's old news, but I'll just go in round two, pick 43, Joe Tittman, Center, Wisconsin. No thought. Well, let me stop you there, Marty. That was that was one of the areas I was a little uh, disappointed in Joe Douglas. I really wanted him to trade back into the second round. Uh, there, He could have gotten a center 10 or 15 picks later, probably Tittman, but certainly the <laughs> other guy. I really wanted another pick, and I was disappointed that they didn't trade back. Well, from what I hear, he even tried to trade down in the in the first round. But, yeah, in the first round. You think but, he tried in the second? I don't know, but everyone is saying that this has is was not a strong draft from uh, top to bottom or bottom to top. The one thing I want to mention, what I heard, plenty of people traded up in that second if, round. If, if the Jets did get that tackle i had heard that he was going to trade back up into the first round to get the running back from alabama the jet scanner staff was crazy about him now i don't know what that says about Brees hall's injury but the one thing wow. i say what's going on now and uh i think i texted that would have that would have driven me crazy if i know i know but but what i think ralph and you know maybe he's ready physically but as you guys know maybe not psychologically but one thing you can say about the Jets and Joe Douglas, they're all in for this year. Mm. You'll see. And uh, I sent you a a link that shows the defensive tackles that are available or going to be available. And you're going to see if they don't sign one now, right after June 1st, they're going to sign one of those defensive Oh, tackles. there's no question. That's the biggest hole in the team right now. Yeah, without a doubt. Ray, what, what's your take? Uh, we start talking about Tittman on Joe Tittman, the center from Wisconsin. Uh, I think, you know, he's, uh, I think he's somebody who, I don't think he's going to be a stud like mangled right out of the gate. He, it wouldn't surprise me if they, uh, maybe let McGovern handle center this year or part of this year and let him play guard to get a little bit up to speed if, or, or at the very least play a, a depth role. But I think over the long run, you know, I like, uh, you know, he's, he's bigger than an average, typical center, but, you know, so he probably has to try and put on a little, a little more weight, but I guess he's pretty athletic. I mean, I, I saw him at Wisconsin, all the Wisconsin linemen are pretty solid linemen usually. So, you know, I, I like that they're out of a school that is known for their linemen. I, I think, I think he will, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be great right out of the, right out of the gate, but I think in the end, he's going to be a long-term center for us. Ralph, uh, I had mentioned, and uh, you disagree with me, that the height is not ideal for a center. Again, no, just 
reiterate to the fans what what do you think about his height? He's like six five and a half, six six. Yeah, I mean, I I understand what you're saying. I I've watched enough tape of him to know that you know, but you know he'll compensate for it with his with other uh, skills. I, um, you know, does anyone come in f- physically perfect? I don't know. Um, there have been a few centers who have been that big, but yeah, I I understand what you're saying about that. Uh, Mel Kuyper thought he's a good player, but he seemed to say that he ends up on the ground too much, throwing his body. Really? I didn't see that, but, you know, yeah, Kuyper sees I, more film than we do. He does. I heard that a little bit. Uh, no third-round pick. Again, I, I was sure they were going to somehow trade back and get a third-round uh, pick. Uh, because I, it, my feeling is, guys, I don't know if you agree or disagree or – I think with all these comp picks that start at the end of the third round, it kind of dilutes everything after the third round. Yeah, it does. Uh, the fourth round is definitely not as strong as it was. But there's, there's still a lot. There's The fourth round to me is the last round where you can, the, there, there, there's a lot of talent still. Uh, you're not throwing a darts at uh, a board. But uh, Ralph, why don't you start a fourth round pick uh, from Pitt? Just like uh, it looks like uh, the Eagles are – Picking players from Georgia, yeah. Jets seem to be picking pick Panthers uh, in the well, draft and in their uh, undrafted free agents. So what's yeah, well, I, I mean, on? look, I'm I'm, a, I'm an old Pitt Panther fan from my years back, and one thing you say about Pitt Panthers, they don't have, you know, a dominant program, but their players become really good pros for some reason. Um, I think uh, Carter Warren is interesting. Uh, you know. The thing about him that I like and is is that most tackles that you see in college, they're usually better against the run in the pass. The pass has, you know, comes later. He's kind of the opposite. You know, for two years he was blocking for Kenny Pickett, who threw a ton of passes, like between 350 and 450 a year. So I was reading some stats about how many hurries and pressures he gave up, but it it, it mentions nothing about how many times he had to actually pass block. His pass blocking looks really good to me. You know, his run blocking probably needs some work. But, uh, you know, fourth-round tackles do become good football players at times. Uh, it wasn't Jason for being a fourth-rounder. I believe. Yes, it yeah. was. And what, what I was, it was. How about Brandon Shell? What was he? I think he was later. I think, I think he was, right, yeah. Kareem McKenzie yeah. was a third. The kid on Green yeah. Bay, Bakhtari, is, I think he was a fourth. But uh, there are plenty of them, and there's yeah. no reason why he couldn't become good. You know, people seem to say, because we didn't get a guy in the first round, we, we, we're we not going to have a left tackle in the next three years. I don't know if it's going to be him or not, but it's not because he wasn't a four. If he hadn't been injured, supposedly he would have been a second-day pick. Right, yeah. yeah. And actually they said if he came out last year, he would have been either a second or third-round pick. Yeah. He was a captain. He's coming off an injury. Uh, uh, Ray, any thoughts on uh, this guy? I know you read the uh, the draft manual, so did anything stick out with you about Carter Warren? Uh, they all said basically the same thing that he'd uh, he'd have probably gone higher because he had a pretty significant knee injury after five games. You know, when he came back uh, last year, uh, the thing that worries me, <laughs> and I know it's just a visual thing, but when I see him, I see Becton. I mean, his size, the way he his body is built, he's nowhere he's near the weight. weight. Nowhere near the weight. He's about three fifteen. Uh, yeah. he's, uh, he's not as big, right? Yeah, not quite he's not, I mean, you know, all the linemen are big, basically. Yeah, they're all big. These tackles now. I mean, it's, but he has that same kind of look to him. So I'm, 
I'm hoping, you know, like you say, he was a definitely oh. pass blocker in college. Yeah. And, he, uh, he has a resemblance. I know what you're saying, but he's not as big. <laughs> but we'll see. And I'll tell you, it's interesting with the signing of uh, Billy Taylor, that that offensive line room is getting fairly crowded right now. Yeah, I was going to say, how many how many do they usually keep uh, on the roster? I'm not sure, but I sent you guys, did you see the text I sent you? The okay, staff nine or ten, Taylor? yeah. Did you see what I sent you on Taylor, the last one? I don't know. No. All right. Um, it, I guess I saw, maybe it was Samina I saw it. It's, it said, Billy Taylor brings a lot of versatility to the Jets. Snap breakdown for his career. Left tackle, 247 snaps. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw Left that. Left guard, yeah. 466. Right guard, 2015 snaps. Right tackle, 2015 yeah. So this is this is in line with what the Jets like to do now, uh, showing versatility in players they draft. Which well, I you, you got to when you have two tackles who are uh, right. so and, vulnerable. Uh, and I I love Raph going back. I remember when Parcells um, was with the Patriots, and he when he drafted Troy Brown, what he did with that guy, and a lot of players after that. So I I love that too, Ray. Uh, the fifth round pick, another Pitt Panther, Israel Apinakanda. I don't know how to pronounce it. We're running back. <laughs> Keep in mind the, that Joe Douglas, uh, Ralph and I would always talk about drafting a quarterback every year, but Joe Douglas have, has drafted a running back every year uh, since he's been with the Jets. Ray, any thoughts about this guy, Israel? No, uh, not really. I mean, I don't know enough about him to say a whole lot. I mean, he <clears throat> he looks like he could be a, another good depth guy, Uh Probably going to take the spot that uh, they uh, drop Ty Johnson off at, you know, and uh, for a better, you know, he'll be on a rookie deal. So he'll be a lot more economical than Ty Johnson. Uh, um, could be a bit of a return guy. Could be a, a guy they say he can. Uh, well, the one thing I read is he can uh, his uh, pass receiving might uh, improve if if they work on that with him and make it more of a weapon. So I. I uh, I didn't have anything wrong with it. I mean, I, I would have been like Ralph said, I'd have been a little upset if they had drafted back up to the first and took a running back at that point. But, uh, well, let me ask you this. Um, do you think that, um, Michael Carter running back is still a New York jet on Labor Day? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, probably. Yeah. Okay. And Ralph, what about you? Uh, as far as uh, Izzy goes, um, you know, I saw, you know, running back. I wasn't wasn't crazy because I, I about it because I, I feel like the running back room was pretty solid. But I know that Ty Johnson left. Then I watched a lot of film of him. I think he's pretty good. And uh, I, I think their running back room is really, really strong now. You know, with a, with a healthy Brees Hall, he's the number one. But after that. I mean, I think you could uh, throw him in a hat and pull a name out. I don't know which one is going to, uh, you know, emerge as the number two running back. I, I like things about all of them. Um, th this guy, and I, I saw him catch a lot of passes in film uh, from uh, Kenny Pickett. He's he, he looks like he's perfectly competent at it. I heard someone do a comp of him with Al as Alvin Kamara, and uh, they're about the same size. I went back and looked at Kamara's uh, – film in college of Tennessee and they do have similar running styles. I'd say Kamara 
a little stronger, maybe breaks tackles more. This guy is faster and quicker. He's more of a home run hitter, but I, I think it's a, I think he has a, some upside. I think he could be a very good NFL running back. Okay, good. Does does he return kickoffs or punts? Well, I imagine he could return kickoffs or punts. Kickoffs. Punts is a, a whole different world. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's. I think uh, it's a kickoff. Return. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know who uh, who they have right now to return punts on the Jets. Uh, is, right. is there anyone? Um, that, yeah, that's, I don't that's... know. All right, let let me start with Ralph. I'm going to love the the. We have two six round picks. I just want to love them together. Give me any comments you have. Uh, the first one, uh, Zaire Barnes, a linebacker from Western Michigan. And the next one, Jarek Bernard Converse, a cornerback from LSU. Ralph? You yeah, I can't say much about Barnes. There's very little on uh, online about him. Um, he runs really well for a linebacker, four, five, six, if you're into 40s. Um, probably a special teams guy at this point. I mean, they still have an open spot at linebacker outside. I feel like they got to move on from at least Naz or Sherwood. I, those two guys have been there two years and given them nothing. But I don't know if this is the guy to step in and do it. I don't know if they're going to get Quan Alexander back. The other guy, Bernard Converse, interesting uh, career he's had. A couple of years at Oklahoma State, playing good competition. Uh, it's funny, I saw him once make a nice tackle on Bijan Robinson. Um, and then he, I saw him pick off uh, Bryce Young in the end zone on a play that they, they show a lot. He's fast. He doesn't. He doesn't play as fast as his uh, forty time. I can say that. I would say as a tackler, he's not. He's not one of these hammers. Um, I well, would well, like... let, me, let me just interrupt you because this. I kind of like this guy. Yeah. All the draft picks, and you tell me maybe I'm looking at it wrong. He's 6'1". Do you think there's any way they can convert him to safety? Well, he played some safety, I think, at Oklahoma State. Okay. Uh, so, I, yes, I, I think that's probably their plan. Uh, I, I From, you know, the uh, all the scouts say his hips are kind of tight, so he's really not made for a cornerback. But, yeah, I would love to see him as a safety because he's pretty rangy, and he looks like he has pretty good ball instincts. Uh, like I said, he's not a, he's not a hammer as a tackler. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, we got plenty of those and, you know, they, they, they don't know, they have terrible ball skills and they can't cover. So <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take the opposite. Uh, okay. Ray, any thoughts on the two six round picks? Uh, depth guys is all I, I don't know anything about Barnes, honestly. So, um, I was looking for him and they didn't even mention him in either draft mag. And I was just like, well, you know, this is like uh, my thought then became, like Ralph said, probably special teams is what they're looking at and some depth in case, you know, they were in a bind that, you know, that he can work his way in as one of the backup linebackers. I don't see him ever really being a mainstay on the defense, but um, I like the other guy for his length and and that he, he could be somebody that, you know, who knows, he might be just somebody who develops over time into somebody either safety or cornerback that really is a, you know, a useful uh, player and maybe surprise people and, and uh, develop into a, you know, a starter someday, but it, you know, it's, it's something where, um, you know, you get down around six, round seven, you're taking flyers on guys. And uh, I think that was a good one to, to, you know, take right. a chance on. You, you, you know, there's always every year, you listen to other Jet fans, and they always will love a certain pick. 
and they'll say, oh, Joe Douglas, he stole that one. And, you know, <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to start because I think the seventh round pick, Jack Kuntz or whatever you pronounce it from Old Dominion. Zach, Zach. Zach another, another Zach. Yeah. Another Zach, but Zach with a K. I, I mean, I, I see all these great numbers he put out, but I, I – I'm not impressed with this guy, unless you guys could talk me out of that. I'm just not impressed at all from what I've seen of him. He looks to be more like a lumbering type of guy. So, Ralph, why don't you start? What's your opinion on this tight end? Yeah, when I heard about him, and I, you know, he he had an injury. You hear all these, he's an athletic freak. And then I watched the film on him. I'm with you, Marty. He looks soft. He's thin for a tight end. I don't think... You know, I heard uh, people say he's more like a Mike uh, Gasicki tight end. You know, he's not a blocker. Um, he, you know, What are you going to do with him? That's the thing. He'd be a depth piece, and I cannot see that guy playing on special teams at all. <laughs> he, right. he, just, he just doesn't look the part. He doesn't look it. I don't, and, no. And, Ray, I think we spoke. I mean, the, the drafting a tight end and seeing what they invited to their minicamp in the upcoming weekend, I mean – do they like their draft pick for last year, the tight end from? You know that to me is State? the biggest question mark. I have no, I don't understand that. His at name all. is let's mention his name again, Jeremy Rucker. Yeah. Rucker. Yeah, I mean, Ray, is it a possibility that they, they the, the the thing that we were talking about about this, which I don't understand, if you remember. The Jets coaching staff was coaching that senior bowl team. They coached him. Yeah, now, he was on now, now, he left early because of an ankle injury. But, Ray, it, it, could this be an indication they're not crazy about Jeremy Ruckett? Or am I looking into this? Uh, as far as drafting no. the seventh guy? I, no, I don't think so. Go on, Ray. But uh... Uh, Well, maybe they don't like Yeboah if they were going to keep another tight end, you know, because Yeboah is still there, too. But I don't know. I had this, We had the same question. And. You know, you have to wonder if there maybe it's a prove it year for Ruckert that he's got to, you know, show something. Um, I think he's definitely very has limited to... time last year. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know he had an injury all through training camp and probably into the early part of the season, but I was waiting for them to, you know, get him into the offense. Yeah. Um, it just seemed odd. Yeah. It seemed very odd. He was in the last game, he graded out beautifully as a blocker and he maybe caught one pass. I mean, they, they 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 invested a third round pick on him. They really went out of their way. They said he was way <clears throat> the guy on top of our board. I you know this is the year we'll see. I mean, uh, he's he's one of the most intriguing questions uh, coming into this year, as far as I'm concerned. Now I know Uzama and uh, the other guy Conklin. This is their last year. Is that right? Or they could get rid of him after this? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I think Uzama will be gone. I think unless he has a bad year, I think Conklin will still be around. Well, yeah. Out of the two, I think we're all unanimous. We like Conklin better. This guy, he he could, he gets the ball. He gets up uh, some steam. The guy looks yeah. great there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think with an accurate passer, he's going to have a good year. But I'm I'm counting on Ruckert being the other the second tight end. I, 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 maybe they just did it to light a fire under his rear end. Who knows? But you know, I, I always knew he. I, I don't think his blocking is ever going to be the issue for him. I think it's no. come down to is he a is he a weapon at all on offense? And if he is, right, I see a lot of his highlights from Ohio State. He made some great catches though. And you uh, look yeah. at that wide receiver room. He didn't get. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Throws to him. Marty, I, it, it puzzled me more more than anything last year. Really, it did. It was very strange. Uh, okay. 
Well, let's see what happens. Any yeah. more comments on the draft picks before we get into the undrafted free agents? Yeah, I, I have a couple yeah. of uh, points I, I want to ask you guys about. First of all, Joe Douglas seems to, and he's been doing this since Bryce Hall, try to get these discounts where he gets players who are injured, like uh, Koontz and Warren, and they get them a little later on a discount. H how do you feel about that approach? Uh, you know, you could go both ways with that, Ralph. As you know, I played one year of, of college <laughs> football, and I'll never forget the first time I was in the locker room looking at uh, all my teammates, their knees and their thighs. It looked like I was looking like the, at the Frankenstein monster with all this <laughs> stitching and stuff on the knees. I never saw anything like it. So I think, you know, as far as injuries, I think most of these players have had injuries to that point in their career. Now, what you're saying is that they're looking at guys that get injured right before they're about to go into the last year before the draft. Or in the middle of their last yeah, year, yeah. And it's discounted. But I don't think it's working out great, to be honest with you. Well, Bryce Hall is healthy. He's just not that great. But, you know, he 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 seemed okay. Um, so Bryce I, I don't Hall, know. Bryce Hall won't be on the team this year. And to me, it's a dilemma. I'll tell you why. <clears throat> Two years ago, the last game of the year, he was awful. But if you watch him, when he played against, uh, I think it was Tampa Bay, he was phenomenal that game, and and he did he did he was great. And I, Ray, was it he that uh, was covering Chase? No, that was had to be you Chase. Uh, was that Eccles? I don't know. Uh, I think he covered when we beat Cincinnati two years ago. He did a great job on him. That was Chase. Oh, the two years ago. Yeah. Year, if I remember right, yeah. So he's at the dilemma. But I remember the last game of the year. I think it was against Buffalo. He was ridiculous. He was awful. That mm. year, two years, he was awful. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. I think they're going to end up trying to trade him. I don't think they're going to get anything for him though. Maybe a sixth or seventh round pick. Um. Anyway, Ray, what do you think of him uh, trying to grab these guys on the cheap? You know, who injured, are, who are off injuries. Well, like, it's usually a late round pick, and I'm like, <clears throat> you know, taking a flyer on a guy who, who's getting over an injury yeah. might be a, uh, have more of an upside yeah. than. Uh, than taking you know this tight end and <laughs> uh, the tight end had as an injury or he would have been picked a little higher probably yeah maybe I, uh, I, I my feeling is that I don't because, have a problem yeah because of the way medicine is now how advanced it is I I, I think it's it's not as big a risk yeah. right um, I think that's what they think too is yeah that, hey you know what uh, let's you know this guy had you know, check the doctors, check him out, say he's healthy, look mm -hmm. at him how before, if he can get back to pretty close to where he was, if not where he was, uh, he's still a useful piece. I mean, I think they look at him as depth guys who might uh, surprise and end up mm -hmm. being uh, being a diamond in the well, rubber. Warren, Warren was pretty high for, you know, and he's coming off an injury. Who's that? Uh, uh, Carter uh, Warren. Tackle. The uh, tackle from Pitt. Well, That's... Ralph, I just want to ask you one question. It's not a jet question, but the point with injuries, what did you think of the quarterback from Tennessee? Who oh, had... Hendon Hooker. Uh... Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. I, I uh, Yeah, I, I read a great line. Someone wrote in a, a comment. He, he didn't realize what he was writing. He says, I would pick Hendon Hooker. I would groom Hooker. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, what, what what what's your question about him? Uh, well, uh, 
that's a perfect example of of somebody who got injured. Was he a second round pick? I, I'm not sure. He ended up being a second rounder, I believe. Who picked him up, Ray? Do you remember? Is it Detroit? No, I don't think it. Well, I don't just remember now. Uh, while we're talking, I'll, I'll 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 put his name. But Ralph, what's your feeling on a quarterback like that? As far as what? I mean, uh, taking a shot on him. Well, in the second round, if you need a quarterback, yeah. I mean, I think quarterbacks, you know, they Detroit took him. Detroit took him. Yeah. Detroit had a see. Detroit had a lot of picks, so they they could afford to take a flyer on him. Right. In the second right round. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, they had yeah. an interesting draft. They they grabbed the guy for the, the running back from Alabama. Thank God, because <laughs> I, I can't believe that the Jets were actually seriously thinking of going right. for him. Well, well, but apparently that was contingent on them getting Jones. Right. Yeah. First pick. Yeah. Yeah. That would have drove you crazy. But keep in mind, we we you might have said the same thing last year when they moved up in the second round to get Brees Hall. Well, I the thing is they have Brees Hall now, and they have uh, Michael Carter, and they have Bam Knight. So it was like, I mean, whoa, uh, you know, how many running backs do you need? All right. Um, All right. I have one more one more thing I want to ask you guys. I don't know if this is a league wide trend or it's just with the Jets, but the last couple of years, it seems like so many of their players they're drafting are are older. They're twenty three and twenty four years old. Uh, It's. uh, I mean, I I, I, my opinion, and I I have no stats for this, but I would guess that it's kind of for the most part in the league just because of going through the COVID. A lot of players were playing because of the rule change. They were playing like four, five, or six years uh-huh. in one school. So I think it'll thin out moving forward. You know, I think we're just about past that time. That's my opinion. I don't know. Ray, how do you feel? Uh, that's probably part of it. And I think the other thing, at least from the Jets' standpoint, and I kind of agree with it, is if you're going to take a flyer on a guy later, I'd like to have a guy who's had a lot more games under his belt to kind of get a feeling for I think you get a better feeling for what uh, what kind of player they are, they are if they've been around in the in college for three or four you got more tape on them you got more stuff and if you're taking flyer on the guy uh, jumped into the draft after yeah. two yeah. years See, that's, yeah. tr- that's true but Jermaine Johnson first round pick right. and um, Will uh, McDonald first round pick they're 23 going on 24 I think uh, Carter oh, Warren Johnson, is too. Jermaine Johnson had that monster year with Florida State. He may not have gone, but had he stayed with, was it Georgia or Alabama? Georgia. Georgia. If he uh, stayed with them, I don't know if he'd have gone that high. I'm just uh, fascinated by how many there are. Carter Warren is another one. There's a, mm-hmm. I, 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 <clears throat> yeah. Fun. Well, I like it. I, I like it, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing. I think one thing, they're probably emotionally a little more mature. So that's not a bad thing. Um, you know, they might not have the upside because they're sort of, you know, mature, more mature physically. But uh, I don't know. I just find that an interesting pattern. And Marty's point is probably part of the reason. Yeah, and I think too. Also, can they, can they transfer now? And not sit out a year, isn't that? Yeah, uh, once. Yeah. Once. once. Right. Through the second. They transfer point. again, they have to sit out. Right. Unless it's medical reasons or whatever, or some other reason. But now, I know in McDonald's case, he wanted to get his degree. If he had gone out the year before, he might have been picked even higher because he was just, he was a first team All American when he his junior year. But he, he's 
to his credit, you know, he he, he took a risk because you know he could have blown out his knee and really yep. screwed himself. But uh, uh, Carter Warren, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, as you take, especially football, that's that's a big. Yeah. It's there's a lineman or something. Ralph, I you know I think that was Ray's point. We was talking about number of games played. I think he's leaning towards this Lindsey Scott Jr., the quarterback who's played for a few different schools. He's another one. Yeah, he's like he's been in. Look at his stats, Marty. I'm, can't I, believe, I can't believe Anthony Richardson went before him. <laughs> Lindsey, by the way, we're going to get into uh, quickly. We're going to have to start close this out, but the. The Jets have a um, a rookie mini, mini camp. They report in Thursday night, and it goes through the weekend. And what it amounts to is these undrafted free agents where Joe Douglas and his staff got on the phone and tried to sell the uh, agents why they should come to the New York Jets instead of the Patriots. Or He's the- probably down downplaying all our <clears> – <throat> Look, you're a lineman. Our line stinks. Come on in. You know? Of course, yeah. And <laughs> in, in addition to that, they have something called, uh, I guess, uh, mini camp invites where they invite guys, not on the contract. I'm sure they get paid per diem. Right, yeah. But they're given a chance to show their stuff, and they may or may not – he has to come back in July for a tryout, which is a good thing. I wonder how many of those guys have ever made it. I mean, a lot of undrafted free agents make it, but those guys who are the uh, local, a lot of them are local guys, you know. They, right, they... right. They, yeah. But uh, I sent you guys a list, and we're not going to read it off, but I'll just say there are two guys on the undrafted free agents and one invitee, and I've been, Lindsey Scott, who we're all fascinated with, the quarterback who measures 5'11". But the two players that the undrafted free agents that I really liked, and I spoke to Ralph about one of them, is a wide receiver from Southern Miss, Jason Brownlee. And also it's a um, – I think he was a safety from Florida, Trey Dean the third, who I was – Yeah, at, right. Which would be cool because we have uh, McDonald the fourth and then we'd have Dean the third. It's, uh... That's right. So th- those are like three players that I, I, I'm really a little bit fascinated with. Uh, I also like they had invited and he accepted uh, Tim DeMorat, the quarterback from Florida, but he ended up signing a contract, I think, with the commanders or somebody else. So he won't be showing up. Uh, a nice name to know is another uh, safety from Texas. His name is Marquise Muddy Waters is his nickname. So that's a that's Not a bad. But, um, you know, they, they got a couple of guys for some big schools. They got Travis Dye running back from USC. Yeah, Travis Dye's talented, but he, there's another guy who had an injury, and uh, that's why he wasn't drafted. Right. Marty, yeah. I don't see the guy, the uh, linebacker from South Carolina on your list. I kind of like him. He had two devastating injuries. He actually was at Carolina for six years. This is another, like, 24, 25-year-old. You keep talking. Go through the list. Let me try to uh, see. Um, I, I watched film from he had, last year. He played a clean year. He was <clears throat> healthy the whole year. I like him. I think that guy has NFL talent. You know, he just has had these two ridiculous. He broke his ankle one year and he broke his hip one year, but he was back last year and he looked good. And he, believe it or not, he looked pretty good in coverage. He, uh, and uh, I, I hope, uh, I hope they give him a close Gerard look. Gerard Green. Yeah. Yeah. With an E at the end, like Sean Green. Right. 
Gerard Green. Yeah. Uh, he appeared in 51 games, 214 tackles, 14 tackles for losses, three sacks, five pass defense, two interceptions, one forced fumble. He just had the look when watching him of, a, of an NFL player, his, his build and the way he tackled. It, Okay, this is it. In 2020, he played in only one game, had a hip fracture, which you mentioned. 2021, played in two games due to an ankle injury. And he bounced back last year. He played in 12 games. He had three and a half tackles for loss, two and a half sacks, one interception, and uh, 77 tackles. So there might be something there, Ralph. Yeah, I, I I hope so. And I agree with you on Brownlee. Yeah, I, he also has the look of an NFL. He has an NFL body. He's uh, he's a physical guy, and uh, he's interesting too. Yeah, Ray. Anyone from those lists, and we're going to close this out in just a minute. I'll get back to trivia that stood out to you at all. Did you see anybody from Hamilton, New York? No, <laughs> <clears throat> no, no, nobody from Hamilton. But the only one who uh, just, I mean. Anytime it's practice squad, you're really taking a flyer. But this guy they list as a tight end wide receiver, EJ Jenkins out of uh, Georgia, Georgia Tech. Tech. I know they don't think he'll much. He's 6'6", 245. So uh, that could be somebody, if, if he has any talent at all, it could be like a, a guy for the red zone possibly and that that. Uh, I kind of like the thought of that guy if he were to pan out. But Mark, Marty, we didn't mention the one guy that they pay the most for TJ Luther, the the, the little wide out. Right. <clears throat> right. A, could be our punt returner. We'll see. Well, Who was the guy? Gardner Webb. And I think you're yeah. right, Ralph. I think they paid a lot for him just because of his punt returning. Um, yeah, he's I mean, like he's a He's a slot guy, and he, you know, he's got some uh, juice. That kid, he's pretty good. He kind of reminds me of that. Remember that guy they had a few years, a couple of years ago from <clears throat> Wake Forest. It's a little guy, a slot guy. I remember. And we thought he was going to be our punt returner, but they ended up. He ended up getting picked up by another team. Yes. I, I, I'd like to find out how he's done. Actually, I'd be interested because yeah. I, mean, I liked him. Yeah. You know? And they had, uh, let's see, uh, Caleb Tanner from Nebraska. I don't know if you know anything about him. Just look no. at some of the big schools. And another Caleb, Caleb Johnson, a linebacker from Miami. I just I read something about him. I forgot what it said. <laughs> but it should well, be. Yeah, he was a D uh, D tackle or something. Right. They, it'd be nice if they could grab a D tackle out of these guys and uh be great. And uh just mention that before we close out. I, I I told you guys uh they're gonna sign someone, if not now, after June first. A couple of names, Shelby Harris, uh, Michael Brockers, Al Woods, Chris Wormy, uh, Nicole Milano, Sue, I never pronounced his first name right. Dominican, yeah. But not, yeah. So there's a lot of players, of course, most of them are over 30. I think Shelby Harris is probably the best one. It's another Seattle. Oh, my God, some of the guys are looking at Al Woods. He's like 36. But, yeah, uh, he's 36. But, you know, some of these guys who are just run stuffers, you know, they can be 36. They just have to stand there and take up space. Well, That's what they need one well, for, well, you know. Play who's, on the, who's on that list, though, but he hasn't really played a lot. I remember he was on the Giants, Lindell Joseph. He was a yeah. tackle, but I, I, I don't know what he has left. He's 36. Yeah. So, uh, uh, 34, I'm sorry. So, all right, Ray, anything else before we get back to the trivia question you want to add? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I as far as the undrafted guys, I <clears throat> I was looking at the safeties too, but, I mean, I don't I don't really have anybody that I'm really just, like, thrilled is there as far as 
expectations. They must love Tony Adams. That's all I could say. Yeah. Well, I hope we all love him. Uh, and on we'll paper, see. I would say that the Philadelphia Eagles absolutely destroyed oh, the draft. Phenomenal. Unbelievable. Phenomenal. Roseman did a great job. Well, I'll say this about Tony Adams. He's shown me more in the little piece played than uh, yeah. Uh, what's a Sherwood or a Nasrul Dean have? Uh, I, I, I those two guys. I mean, if they're both on the roster this year, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> they <clears throat> they they need to move on from them. I really thought Sherwood was taking a step uh, last year. I he, he was too. But... He got hurt that first year, and yeah, that game against the Patriots, all Belichick did was throw wherever he was. He was terrible <laughs> that game. Never forget that. <laughs> I think it was too much on his plate. Ralph, go back to the trivia question. We're going to close this out. Yeah, the year Aaron Rodgers was drafted, the Jets got out of the first round because they didn't want Aaron Rodgers. And uh, <laughs> they they got the Doug Jolly, a mediocre tight end from Oakland, and they got their, their second-round pick. So they had two picks in the second round. Can you name them? Ray Ray should know one Ray of them. Usually, uh, he's Mike Nugent. Right, Mike Nugent, Marty's favorite. Well, he was he, he was their first pick in the draft. Can you imagine? <laughs> Herm Edwards said he was a captain. That's why. <laughs> yeah, they love the cap. Yeah. Like, all but right. if you saw him in college, you would have thought, oh, you, you we're going to have him that. 15 yeah. years. We got our Adam Vinatieri. I know. I know. He couldn't even hit the end zone by the time. <laughs> Something I mean, else in the pros. The, the Patriots did draft a kicker and a yeah, well, off of one of the picks that the Jets gave him. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, the right. other, the, the other for second round pick, just FYI, is was Justin uh, Miller from the cornerback from uh, Clemson. Oh. Terrible. He, but you know what. He's he's got Pro Bowl next to his name because he made it as a special teamer. You know, That's talk, right. I, I talk, remember we were trying to kick off for a touchdown. Yeah, talk about a fraud. He was a fraud. You know, he wasn't. He was about as bad as D uh, D Milner, except without the injuries. Uh, Not drafted as high, thankfully. But as Ray says, a lot of people had D Milner in their top ten, right, Ray? Right. Yeah. Oh, no, he was definitely up there. I mean. They, they didn't want, you know, they just looked past the injury stuff and everything. By the way, one, yeah, one thing we didn't uh, get into was the compensation in general for Aaron Rodgers. You know, there's a lot of debate whether the Jets overpaid. All these people think Joe got fleeced. And uh, I don't know. What, what What's your guys' feelings on this? Well, when we spoke about it, we were pretty on top of the compensation. Yeah. If you remember, the only thing is, and Ray brought it up, it would have been a lot better if it wasn't based on the stat snap count and maybe like hosting a a playoff game. I would have preferred that because he, yeah. unless he gets injured, he's gonna you know sure five percent of snaps. He's gonna do he's gonna do it. What about you, Ray? Um, I was okay with two things. That, the two that bothered me. Obviously, I've said it a number of times. The the flipping of the first round picks. I think was a, a huge thing for me. And the other was, I think they should have made that sec next year's first rounder contingent on him playing next year, not 65% of the snaps. I was like, well, you might as well not even put anything. You're, you know, I don't know if you can do that because the draft comes up before the season. So, you know, he could easily quit between the draft and the uh, regular season. I, I again, this, it's hindsight, but I still maintain, Ralph. I spoke to Ray. I think it was Ray. Or could be Jets would have been better off, I think, if they waited 
just waited like till the night of the draft. I really believe that. I Maybe. I, I, I have a feeling they didn't want to play hardball because I, I just feel like they want to it get was holding up so many things, basically the whole league schedule. But um, yeah, my, my feeling on it is having followed drafts all these years and studying jet drafts from the past and seeing all the garbage that they have picked in the first and second rounds I agree. that – my feeling is every morning I wake up now and I jog, I am like feeling hope for this year and looking forward to it for the next four months. I am so upbeat about this team yeah. that it's worth it to me. And mm -hmm. the idea of it's another season with Zach Wilson or Mike White or Carson Wentz or Carson Palmer. Joe Flacco. It would be, I'd be miserable for the next four months. Joe Flacco. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I feel like this guy has raised everyone's uh, energy so much. Well, Ralph, I, yeah. Garrett Wilson is going to be the number one pick on everyone's fantasy team this year. <laughs> and the other thing is, I truly believe, if unless he gets a really bad injury, that he's in it for at least a couple of years. I, I mean, I, everything he says, is he's committed to it, and he realizes how much that they gave up for him. So I believe the guy totally. I'm, uh, not a, I'm not a huge fan of him as a person, but I think he's handled everything right. Even going to the Ranger game and the Nick game the other night, I think he's really, you know, do what he has to do. He went <laughs> no, the Rangers won that oh, game, the but they lost, the next, they lost one, yeah. the next one. <laughs> yeah, and the Knicks lost, yeah. And, and you know, he which already, wasn't a surprise to me. He practiced <laughs> a little bit. I think he has a renewed energy. I mean, I, I think, so. yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, I don't. When I heard that the uh, general manager tried to call him and he said his his cell wasn't getting a good. Uh, um, so, <laughs> yeah, I, know. I don't believe this guy at all. Things like that, but look, I do have one one question for you guys. We didn't actually how, how what would your grade be for the draft? Which is kind of like impossible to do, but I would yeah. say B plus. I would I, say before our show, I would say B. But listen to Ralph Schrager, it's B plus. I'll, I'll say B. I kind of wanted it to trade back in the first, uh, the second round, um, and. Uh, I also there was a there was a safety that from Georgia Charles Smith who I really had my eye on, and the Jets traded out of that pick, and the team who got it picked him, and that kind of <laughs> thing drives me nuts. I hope but the guy doesn't turn that out to was, be a good uh, player. What's his name? The lineman we were all we you and I were saying we went out of Tennessee there the other year, and yeah, yeah, Kansas yeah, City yeah, the pick, yeah, and they took him. Yeah, uh, I I was actually I was after the draft I was like. C plus at best. I'm I'm up to a B minus, and we'll yeah. see. I think a lot of a lot of Jeff fans are coming around on McDonald. They realize now that we they look yeah. at him, the guy is talented. I like McDonald. It's the other guys that I'm not sure of because of their injuries, yeah, and Addison stuff. If they pan out, I think it'll be a well. You know, not, they're not all going to pan out, but you know, no, a couple do. I mean, yeah, Carter Warren. Yeah. If he does, I'd I'd say that's it'll be a good draft. Right. Yeah, Marty. Right. One more quick thing. Is it okay? Or go ahead. Let's squeeze it in. <laughs> it's going to come up soon, and Jet fans are going to freak out, and I think they're making a mistake. When the schedule comes out, they're going to freak out thinking we got the toughest schedule in the world. Oh, I know. And, and i got to tell you something. The Jets have got a break this year. Do you realize this year they're going to play 10 games in the Meadowlands and seven on the road? Right. Which is, right. Because of the Giants. Because of the Giants, and then they get the 9-8 uh, at home. So right. it's 10-7, which is amazing. But Ralph, what kills me though, I think I said this to both of you is 
they're going to be on prime time six or seven times. Well, that, that's your problem, it. my problem. <laughs> uh, the other thing is they do have tough games, yeah. but they play Kansas City and Philly at the Meadowlands. They play the Chargers at the Meadowlands. Three of their four toughest games, non-division games, are at the Meadowlands. So that helps, too. Dallas is the only one on the road. Um, Opening Thursday night. What do you think? Jets, Kansas City, Jets, Dallas. Jets, <laughs> what do you think? I think the Jets, well, they, they'll probably just do a retake oh. of the uh, Hall of Fame game. <laughs> Who are they playing in the Hall of Fame game? Cleveland. Playing Cleveland. There you go. No, I, I, think, think, I think the Jets, Kansas City would be great. That'd yeah. Be, I, be a great game, opening game. I haven't seen a, an interview yet. I want to see an interview with Nico Hardman. How does it feel to go from uh, – Patrick Mahomes to Aaron Rodgers. It'll be very interesting after the year is over for him to compare them. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fun. And, and Ralph Ray Clifford is going to be at the Hall of Fame weekend. Game. <laughs> all, not, you don't want to see Zach Wilson? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all you're going to get to see. Him it, this it, there's going to be so many Jet fans there, I'll tell you. Right. We're going to have to close this out. The Clock is ticking. Ray Clifford in Marysville, Ralph Sharega in uh, Massachusetts. Parts unknown, yeah. In Valley Cottage, uh, welcome to the New York Jets. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and all their draft picks, and they're going to have a, a rookie mini camp. Should be fun. So with that, we'll sign off until next time. <laughs>